The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. Uh, who, um, on Live on Four Legs, I was just listening to the newest album, that, or newest album, newest episode mm-hmm. that came out, and they had Oceans as the opener, and Kate Cotton was a guest on it, and she said she likes Oceans because it's a misfit song, and I didn't really think about it like that, and then I thought about it even more, and I was like, it totally makes sense, because it's like... It's the only song that's like under three minutes. It's very, it's very soft. It's very low other than like release, but release is like six minutes long. Mm -hmm. So it feels different than the rest of the album and it feels different than the rest of the songs. And I think that's why people like it so much was because you needed something like that on 10, which was very heavy once into even flow into a live into why go. I mean, that's heavy. And then especially Jeremy, like you needed a song like Um. that. And I think that's why people fell in love with it. From the, they were talking about on the most recent episode of uh, Live and Four Legs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, Jess who was on, uh, I believe, not Kate. Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. It was <laughs> Jess. I'm so sorry. Wow, do we need to? Do we need to cut that here? Just say it clean, and then I'll just cut it out, and then I can put it in there. <laughs> okay. Ready? Wow. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 7 of the Better Band Podcast, hosted by Brandon Palomo. An all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog. Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Yes, this is Brandon back again with his guest, Eddie Quintana. How's it going, Eddie? It's going good. Hello. And today we are talking about the Stone and Jeff, or as they're sometimes known as Joan and Steph song, uh, (laughs) Oceans. Wait, I think I already said Oceans. Oh, well. But they wrote the song with uh, Eddie doing lyrics that he wrote as he was outside listening to them uh, when he was locked out of the recording space that they're at and it it was also their final single that they released from 10 uh back in december 7th 1992 the european version the more expensive uh import version uh and then the u.s one was released in june 27th 1995 this was also the first single that they had that had live songs from it from the 92 pink pop festival uh why go deep and alive and that was a tradition that they sort of carried on to other singles after that and sort of brought in the uh maybe live bootleg sort of recording thing who knows who's here to speculate oh that's us here because we're recording a podcast about it (laughs) so eddie um i have to ask since this is your first time on uh when did you first hear of pearl jam oh man i was uh uh, knowing that i was going to be on this this episode i've been thinking about this question for a long time so i first heard of pearl jam when i was about fifth grade sixth grade and uh, it was Backspacer in my dad's car, and he had that album on all the time. And then, <laughs> and I and I really, really enjoyed and fell in love with that album. And then a little bit later, he, f- my family was going up to a road trip, and he f- threw on uh, a CD, traveling CD of different music that 
my parents wanted to listen to on the way up and even flow came on i believe mm -hmm. and i asked oh what is this and he said basically uh the band that does you know gonna see my friend in the fixer that's the same band and that blew my mind so i immediately did all the research i could on it uh, fell in love with 10 fell in love with verses fell in love with vitology almost immediately um and then went on from there uh, it was my it was my dad playing backspacer that got me into pearl jam which is very it's very unique a lot of people were like yeah i remember when the uh when the evenflow video came out and then i remember when the jeremy video came out and it's like i remember when gonna see my friend started <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I wasn't even alive back then, guys. No. <laughs> ah, yes, you're youngin. Yes, uh, where you're. So, was uh, are both your parents fans of Pearl Jam, or just your dad, or? Um, both my parents are fans of Pearl Jam. Um, my dad more so than my. Have they seen them live? Uh, yes, actually, my dad and my mother, though they were incredibly lucky, they drove down to the Miami show in 1994 and then drove up to the St. Pete show the next day. Ah. And, um, I was, I'm incredibly jealous of that. And then, uh, they went and I went of course, and we, we saw, uh, them in Tampa on 2016. Um, we saw them live there and that was a good show. So cool. I, I've seen them once live. I would say, I would say you got your whole life ahead of you, but I, 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 you, you might outlive the band. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> they got a head start on you. So yeah, by about, you know, 15, 20 years or whatever. <laughs> um, I already told my girlfriend though, I was like, listen, if Pearl Jam announces a tour, whether it be this year or next year or anytime after that, um, I'm going to see them no matter what. Yeah. And so we compromised and it was like, okay, so if they announce a tour and they don't go back up to Wrigley, where like a bunch of people that I listened to for Pearl Jam podcast said that they would go back to, um, if they played there again, I said, okay, if they don't go to Wrigley, we'll see them twice in Florida. If they play twice in Florida, mm -hmm. if they do go to Wrigley, I'll see them once in Florida and I will work and make as much money as humanly possible <laughs> to save up so that we can go and see them, whether it be one night in Chicago or two nights in Chicago, but we will go see them as many times as they play in Chicago. And she was like, all right, that's fine. So that's the, that's the plan right now for she, me seeing them next. And did she roll her eyes when she said that? Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> so are you, are you trying to, uh, to get her into Pearl Jam too? Or is she's, or is she kind of like, Oh no, I really like them. Or it's kind of like, eh, they're fine. Uh, she, I, I'm trying to get her into it, and then she's kind of like, "Yeah, they have some good songs." Well, okay. um, so it's it's. Don't worry, she will be a diehard fan by the time <laughs> we yeah, move I think, on. I, I, I don't know about diehard fan, but I I I got my wife into them uh, enough. We've we've seen them live once. I think it was a it was a real turning point in our relationship when she asked kind of jokingly but i took it really seriously she said do you love me more than pearl jam and i had a real existential crisis i was like oh crap i don't know if i do i am a really <laughs> horrible person oh crap and i i i actually had to take a couple days <laughs> and, and think about it and i was like you know what no i love you more than pearl jam and it wasn't a lie <laughs> 
No, I I've told my girlfriend I love her more than Pearl Jam. But when we when we started dating, I was like, listen, I love you, but if I start gushing over something Pearl Jam does, and I say that I'm in love with them or anything, just know that I love you more, okay? Because <laughs> I I fell in love with this band before you by about four years. So just, I love you a lot and I love you more than them. But if it feels like I'm loving them a lot more, just remember, I love you more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had, I had, I had a lot longer relationship with them at that point when I had, uh, when I met my wife. So, right. but, uh, anyway, we're talking about oceans. Yes, we uh, are. let's, let's see. Um, Oh man, I don't know how to start this. Let's uh... crap. Okay, I'm definitely editing this part out. <laughs> what do you have? Ah, I can just ask you. Uh, what sort of uh, impressions do you have of this song to start us off with? So, I really like Oceans. I um, mm-hmm. it suffers from the same thing that the first version we heard of it on on ten. A lot of the songs suffer the same thing, which is like very reverby, very uh, wavy, a lot of uh, reverb in all the mixes. So Oceans, I don't know if it suffers from that, but it, in the first version on my notes, I have uh, it's it's a classic and it also is just kind of um, got a lot of reverb on it, which isn't a bad thing, especially at the time, because that's mm-hmm. it was <laughs> that's how people made music back then. And I totally mm-hmm. get that. So Jess was on the most recent episode, and she said that Oceans is kind of a misfit song. And I totally didn't think about it like that. And then I thought about it some more, and she's totally right. Oceans is that one song that's shorter than the rest. It's not super long. It's super chilled out. And especially coming after the first six songs on the album, you needed a song like that. And that's why I think people really, really like and fell in love with the song Oceans. That was good, and and now I don't really know. I don't know if I if I really do want to edit that or not. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> we'll just have you saying it twice again. Huh? Uh, I'll leave well, it up you know to you. What, the longer the and... podcast, uh, I guess. Uh, no. Uh, so, what do you? Uh, how about the uh, the re- the quote unquote remix version that was released on the uh, Even Flow single? Did you give that one a listen to? Yeah, so I actually wanted to talk about this. I gave I gave the th- three album versions that you could the, the regular version, the 2009 Redux version, and then the um, Even Flow B side remix version. And then I gave Unplug a listen to because why not? And mm-hmm. out of those four, my least favorite is the um, is the Even Flow B side. Because really, oh, nobody uh, thinks that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope I don't get crucified for saying that. But um, yeah, I don't think the drums work. I don't like the. I don't like it being played as like a you know boom 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 mm-hmm. boom bop, a real boom. straightforward like drum the, beat. A real, I yeah, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm a really huge fan of like. The 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 um the timpanis um, and yeah the yeah the timpanis and the 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 really deep during like the chorus down. yeah it, I think that sounds really cool um but then the uh, Redux version I think 
meets it pretty nice in the middle. They don't bring the drums fully back, but that's fine with me, I think. But the the stuff I like about the regular album version of Oceans is you can you can if you have a good pair of headphones on and the volume like cranking, you can hear the little things in Oceans like the shaker that comes on <laughs> during like the um the chorus and the post chorus mm-hmm. and stuff and then the the little electric guitar in the back that I'm pretty sure is Mike in the regular album version that's like deep in the background but then for the Redux version they boosted the electric guitar up for the the chorus and the post chorus and I think it sounds great like that I think that that's the that sounds really good yeah yeah it was a, a real good just sort of uh accent some uh some spice that they added back in on uh, on that version and uh, the uh the chorus effect too in uh after, in the uh in the second verse too on Eddie's voice it's it's more pronounced of course in the original 10 version and on the redux it's still there they just dial it back just ever so slightly and i think that it 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 works with the stripping of everything down but you can also still hear it just a little bit and it gives it that uh you know that wavy oceany sort of uh, sound to it and I think that when they dialed back the chorusy reverb of the instruments, it opened the room up a little bit more from the yeah. regular. Like the Redux version sounds, you can hear the room, and in the other one, you don't necessarily the hearing the room doesn't hit you in the face. You know what I mean? Like it's there, but yeah. like the guitars are so reverby, and the room is reverby in and of itself. That when they took that down, you can really hear the room that they were playing in. And I think it's funny that Eddie was like, man, I'm locked out and I hear them practicing. So let me just write a song. <laughs> like that's like, no, like I would be like knocking on all the doors, like get me inside. But I mean, well, if they're, if they're playing, they're not going to hear. So you have to wait till they stop. That's true. That's true. Right. And then you can um, start banging and be like, oh, wait, what is that? Oh, wait, where's Eddie? Oh, crap. <laughs> He's outside. Um, Yeah, I like I like the. uh and and also on my on my notes I put um, Eddie's vocals on this song are so good they're so good mm-hmm. on this song and they're they're good on you know all of the stuff on ten but this song in particular I think the 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 super like the ooh that stuff like that's super good I know that uh, when I was doing music and stuff like that I always uh, I, I was the singer and I would hate that sort of stuff. I was like, I don't want to go like, Ooh, or rah, or kind of just whatever sort of sounds. That's not really words. It's not, it, it kind of seems kind of fake, I guess in my right. twisted in, in, in my own, in just in my own head for some re- reason like that, it's kind of like, ah, uh, you know, if you're going to sing, sing words, you don't need to like, sing a melody or something like that i mean that's that's what the instruments are for but yeah it's it, 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 that's my own problem it's not I, I don't have a problem with other people doing it it was just my own sort of uh insecurities there and and pretty much the the whole reason that i wanted to be in a band and and sing and stuff like that was because of pearl jam so i you know tried to rip them off as much as i could <laughs> of course naturally no um so in the ranks of like in the 10 era of openers where does that where does that where does oceans rank up there for you because you have like oceans and release and wash like 
maybe even flow could be considered but like what what's what's considered an opener for a live show now that'd be like a slow opener yeah for like a slow opener like out of like what what's considered like opening a slow open now back in the day like mm-hmm. where does it rank you know what i mean does that make sense <laughs> um I don't know. I think it's 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 not as high up there. I think as release. I think as as far as if you're taking like an uh, a slow burn opener from like one song or something like that from a couple albums or something like that. I mean, release is definitely the uh, the gold standard there, and I think Oceans is more of a. I, I think I think jeez, I think Wash is like not really thrown in there at all. Just because it's it's I think it's too much of a of a deep cut, whereas Oceans mm-hmm. is yeah it, it it's it's mm-hmm. I think it's a novelty if they were to 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 bust it out at least nowadays it's just, it's more sort of like a uh, hey this one's for uh for the fans out there so let's do this not as deep a cut as mm-hmm. Wash say but a more sort of and, and plus two it's shorter. Then I think most of the other slow burn openers. So it's kind of like, okay, let's do this. Let's get this out of the way. And then I think usually they, they'd uh, follow it up with a, yeah. uh, uh, a faster song too. I think coming right out of, of, uh, of oceans like they did on the album going right into porch. Mm-hmm. One last thing that I wanted to bring up were the lyrics. Yes. And I didn't pick this up until just recently. Um, if you, the lyrics, I think, could be interpreted as uh, kind of in the same world as maybe Porch. You know, um, it sounds like the, the lyrics like are about like um, about maybe two people and like um, hold on to the thread. The currents will shift. Glide me towards you like maybe like character A or person A wants to get closer to person B. And so maybe if he holds on and follows the current, it will get him there. And maybe, maybe he, he doesn't get there. And then porch is kind of like the next part of it. Like I'm super mad cause I didn't get to you or whatever. And here's that song to explain. Like I'm really angry. <laughs> well, he said, he said it's a, uh, it's a love song about his surfboard, right? <laughs> Right, of course. He did say that. And so, but if you, like, obviously I think it's about surfing and late night surfing and all the stuff Eddie does because he's Eddie. But, like, I didn't pick up on the other meaning until a couple of days ago when I was really looking at the lyrics. And so I just, I don't know, I thought that maybe there was something there, at least in my eyes. No, yeah, I think this is, um, it, it, it really sort of... If he's, you know, locked out and it's, you know, raining or whatever and everybody else is playing, I think I think it's really a sort of meditation on his uh, his girlfriend, first wife, Beth, just sort of like I'm away and I'm doing this rock mm-hmm. thing. And I don't know if it's going to what it's going to lead to or whatever, but, you know, I'm going to be back home. I'm going to I'm coming back. I'm thinking about you, you know, just. Next time we touch, you know, I'll be there once more. Yeah. Hold tight the ring, the sea will rise. Please stand by the shore. I will I will be there once more. That's that's definitely yeah. there. It's the old 
the old sea shanty. Right. The... That we sing. <laughs> As we're gazing out into the uh into the open ocean from our bow of our ship. I don't know what parts of a boat it is. Maybe looking out from a lighthouse. Yes. The bow. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Very romantic. Very... Oh yeah, I just I just wanted to say too, like I think the um the so called remix version is the more original version because uh Dave Crewson did do regular drums on it and I think for some reason they put it back in when they were doing this I guess to make it sound more sort of rock I guess on it so it wasn't just like a another slow sort of song mm-hmm. to go with uh black and release from the album especially if it's if it's on the single where you have even flow and dirty frank I think they want to make it sort of like, okay, this song kind of belongs in there. So we'll put the drums back in and add a, uh, a harder electric distorted guitar right. in there too. But then they cut out the regular drums and just kept the, uh, the timpanis and stuff that Dave mm-hmm. Cruson played for the regular album. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there, do we have anything else we need to, to set the record straight about this song, you say this is this is no, just the, this is the definitive all you need to know. I think, I think we covered everything that that we know about oceans, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then just uh, one th- one last thing for me uh, when I was uh, growing up and listening to Ten a lot and trying to figure everything out, there was like almost basically every song on the album I couldn't understand what Eddie was saying, and f- <laughs> for some reason. For some reason, I thought this song, it started out, it starts out, hold on to the thread, the currents will shift, glide me towards you. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was saying, hold on to the thread, the currents will shift like we told you. Mm. And if it, with those lyrics, I thought the song was kind of like about the Seattle scene, like, hold on, the currents will mm-hmm. shift, like mainstream opinion on music will shift. Um, like we told you, like grunge and whatever the Seattle sound would become. I don't know. That's that's just that's just misheard lyrics. That's just what I heard, and so um, that's what I always thought it was until I looked at the words and I was like, "Huh, glide me towards you." Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Oh yeah, especially back in the uh, in the early days before they put you know the all of the lyrics to everything in the uh, liner notes or online and stuff like that. You, you, there was a couple lyrics where it's, you really had a hard time figuring out what he's saying. And pretty yeah. much everybody who's listening, who's singing along in a concert is singing their own words <laughs> and it's all different sorts of stuff. Right. <laughs> well, uh, thanks a lot. Oh yes. I also have to ask you, what would you uh, rate this on a uh, one to five scale? One to five scale. I'd give it, I'd give it a solid the the regular album version I would give a solid three and a half three point five stars mm-hmm. um and then the redux version I'd give like a solid four four point a four I'd give it a four so I guess overall oceans as a song gets like a three point seven five or something like that it's a good song it's a good song um I like it a lot yeah i don't i, I... Uh, I, I think after they had the Redux version, I, I sort of uh, have ignored the original 
sort of awkward teenage feathered hair <laughs> <laughs> bad bad skin version with braces and uh like the more mature sounding cleaned yourself up i i i know what style is now <laughs> Um, so, uh, do you have any, uh, social media or, uh, projects you'd like to promote here as we draw this to a close? Uh, yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's at EddieQ344. Um, I tweet a lot of different things, what I'm feeling, what I like. If you want to talk to me about Pearl Jam? to shoot me a message. I'll talk to anybody about Pearl Jam. Um, and then my band is releasing a new album soon. I'm going to promote that here because it's music related. Dead Start. Dead, D-E-A-D space start, S-T-A-R-T on all your favorite streaming services, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, anything and everything. Um, by the time this episode comes up, it's... Sh- we should have a new song out if everything goes according to plan. So keep an Ooh. eye out for that. Yeah, that's basically all my social media. Cool. Thanks a lot for coming on. And uh, you know what? You passed the test. I think I'll. I think I'll have you back. Oh, perfect. I'd love to. The Better Band Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email ListenUpReno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from shoutengine.com slash betterbandpodcast using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at listenupreno. I am on Twitter at brandenp, and you can send your emails to betterbandpod at gmail.com, and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest, Eddie Quintana, and as always, this is Brandon saying... family has had its differences and we squabbled but we've never had knife fights before and i blame this house <laughs>